This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Ho 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 fellow Fox fans! It's the 24th of December, it's Christmas Eve, and you're watching a Leicester Till I Die special. Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Which leaves it, of course, wide open. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Leicester Till I Die. Now available on Spotify. It certainly is. And uh, good 
afternoon to you <laughs> completely not with it today one of those days how can i describe today it's a bit like what i would call a fulham game sort of a day basically where everything just goes shit over tit it has gone if it could go wrong it has gone wrong spectacularly uh, so if we get through to the end of this show and i've not jumped out the window we'll, we'll be doing well Anyway, welcome along. It is Lester to Lie Die TV. Um, it is a special we've got going on here on uh, Christmas Eve. So if you're not out with the missus shopping, um, you're not uh, wrapping presents, you're not stuffing the turkey, or you're basically just not getting pissed, join us. Let us have your thoughts. We're on the normal uh, places. We're on uh, Twitter and Periscope, at Lester TID Live. We're on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV Live. Don't forget to give us a subscribe. And of course, we're on Facebook as well. And don't forget to click that link so we can see your name come up. And if you want to watch this uh, after, or sorry, listen, well, watch this afterwards, of course, you can do on YouTube. Or you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, all good um podcast apps are we are on there we also as i found out last night at four o'clock in the morning when i couldn't sleep and i was totally bored i suppose it's the modern day version of googling your own name i actually tried to listen on alexa to a lester till i die podcast and it worked ask alexa lester till i die podcast you're gonna do that aren't you josh I haven't got an Alexa, mate, but if I did, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know sort of whether that sums my life up at the moment, the fact that it's so boring and I'm sort of, it's just a bad thing that at four o'clock in the morning I'm saying to Alexa, Alexa, play Lesser Till I Die podcast. <laughs> ah, and I said that too loud because the Alexa go, got about minutes away two uh two feet away from me just went off then uh, how you doing josh thanks for joining us having a good one yes mate yourself it's uh like i say christmas eve so kids are running around going mad so i do apologize if you're in the background but um yeah mate looking forward to it like i say first day off of 10 days off work now so i'm ready for the break and nice nice to get christmas here and underway so yeah as, as best as we can do this year uh, <laughs> I say enjoy the one day and come back and join us on Boxing Day for the match that's what that's what I say um, yeah of course normally at this time of year we'd almost be halfway through the season getting ready to sort yeah. of play second legs uh, uh, of games <clears> which we do actually we've got Everton is the first one coming up in January uh, as sort of the return leg if you like but we're only 14 games in it's it's going to be just as busy next year as it has been up to now and of course we're still in the Europa League yeah definitely it seems like there's um, I know obviously all the fixtures are really congested at the minute mm. with the way things are and getting the games in it seems like to be, there seems to be a game literally every other day um, like I said with Christmas it's always been a busy period anyway yeah. Um, but yeah it's, it's been a strange one and um, to be fair I think so far most I'd say most teams there's been a lot of injuries but I think most teams have done well to to play as well as they are doing at the minute so especially with like you say games coming thick and fast so it's been good I've enjoyed it so far it is I mean we should never complain that there's too much football as football fans yeah, should exactly. we if we've got That's partners right, yeah. That aren't into football. I feel sorry for them, but for the rest of us, yeah, yeah. 
it's uh, it's um, I can get out of going on uh, to my ex-wife's on Boxing Day. I'm going tomorrow, but Boxing Day I can get out of it because we, we're uh, we're on live on TV BT Sport on Boxing Day uh, this year. Yeah. But yep. what we well had this been a normal season and it's anything but a normal season. I mean, just look at the predictions. Uh, it, I don't think. Because, of course, I do the, the score predictions on com with the ex-players Steve Leinick, Steve Walsh and Ian Marshall. I don't think... I think out of all the games we've played, there's only actually been two that have been spot on. It's such a weird season because of everything that's going on. But, with 14 games, let's have a look back as if it is mid-season and just sort of yeah. assess how we are doing. Got a few topics to go through. So... Um, it is um, a special, it is the season so far, so if you are watching, let us know whether you agree, we've got different um, topics to go through, we'll look at the manager, the league, Europe, the best, the worst of things, and uh, hopes for the season. If you agree with Josh, and agree with me as we go through, or you've got, you, know, you, don't, you disagree, and want to put your own opinion across, just get those comments in, and we'll see them. Right. Let's jump straight in with the first one then, Josh, and the manager. Um, what do you think of the uh, uh, sort of season he's had so far? Oh, I love Brendan, mate. To be honest, when we managed to get him from Celtic, I thought it was one of the best business we could have done for a while. I think um, he's the sort of manager that I knew when we brought in, he weren't going to be sort of like a, a stopgap sort of thing. I think the owners brought him in with the ambition of hopefully building on the project that they are building. Um, he gets a bit of stick sometimes, and I can understand why, because sometimes the substitutions and how stubborn it can be um, sort of sort of can turn fans against him. But for me, mate, he's, he's apart from Pep and uh, Klopp, he's one of the best manager in the league, definitely. And I think, for me, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I think the fact that he's been linked with every team... That's that having you know have a bad time with the manager. You know, Man United, Arsenal didn't get linked with West Brom, <laughs> which was a surprise. But it shows what a good job he's doing for us. And I was sceptical. I mean, I was fifty-fifty when he joined because I was like, half of me is going bloody hell, yeah, that's that's a great uh, a great job we've done to get him in. And then the other half was thinking, yeah, but he's he's only been at Celtic. He's not consistent, is he? Oh, I think we've lost Josh there. Are you still with us, mate? I think Josh has frozen. So let's hope that Josh might be able to get back in. Um, the the wonders of everybody probably being on the internet at Christmas. Let me... <laughs> oh, no, he's gone. He has gone. So let's have a look at Brendan. For me, what do you guys think of Brendan? What do you think? Because I've sat here and it's very easy as fans, especially when we're on a show like this, to analyse and criticise, and it's easier to criticise sometimes than it is to praise. Um, Josh is back. Welcome, welcome back, Josh. <laughs> Sorry about that, mate. I think it's something to do with my Wi-Fi. If it cuts out again, pal, it might be a case of just jumping back in again, mate. Hopefully yeah, it'll that. that's fine. Jump out and jump bank it back in if it happens. You, uh, you were doing your, your very own Christmas version of Disney's Frozen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we, I was... Torn with Brendan because, like I say, I think for a club this size, like Leicester, yeah, is yeah. a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. I think if he does, con and I think he probably thought this as well, 
if he wasn't going to do it with Liverpool, with that team that he had, he probably couldn't do it with anybody. Yeah. Big, if I, you like, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, mate. I think, um, like you say, Liverpool, he done well, and then obviously led to the season where he got the sack. It, it didn't really go. It didn't really go brilliant for him. He done well at Swansea. Obviously, went to Celtic and won everything. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, I think like with. With the way we're building the club at the minute, and like, I agree with you totally, mate. I think for the stature he has as a manager, it's perfect for us because it's all about breaking into that big six. Mm. And I think if we can, obviously last season when we came fifth, um, we were up there all season. And I definitely think it's just stability more than anything. Um, I think, like I said, if we could be consistent with the top six, and I, I think he's definitely the man to keep us there. Yeah, uh, and I think you got you know, like like you said there. Well, to, you know, I think the top six is hard. Personally, for me, I think it's more of a making the top six or top seven rather than actually mm-hmm. doing it because Arsenal will finish seventeenth and they'll still be classed as a top six side. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. It's maybe making it the top seven with Everton the top eight. It's expanding that, but I think I just feel he's you know he, he can have a long term with us you know he's obviously looked I think when he came saw where we were going see what we had in the pipeline I mean that training ground that we've just opened any manager he must be you know having orgasms every time he sort of pulls in the drive of that place I mean it is amazing and you know we've got a bit of money behind us struggling at the moment obviously with, with the situation but if he sticks with us Maybe four or five years down the line, he may move on to a bigger club. But you know, he—he, he, it is. I just think it is a good fit, and he does get it wrong. Mm. Tell me, a manager. I mean, you look at Pep Guardiola, and I look. I said, I've said this a couple of times. I've been on sort of Man City chat sites, and they're they're calling for his head. Now this is yeah. Pep Guardiola, who is probably one of the best managers. Some would say the best managers out there. And yet, look at the season they're having. It happens, doesn't it? And they're going to have it. That's exactly the same. They're going to have good games. You're going to have bad games. You know what I think it is, mate? I think it's, you know, since we won the Prem, yeah. we got we got a taste of success. And I think some fans, it's a lot It's a lot easier to fall into that trap. And, oh, my God, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when I think when Powell got the sacks, where were we? I think it was about ninth, eighth, ninth, something like that. Might, yeah. might have been lower. But having said, if we had to have won the Prem that season, I think most... I know Puel's style of play weren't great, but, he, you know, we were getting results here and there, and we were all right. I don't think we're ever really in any massive danger of going down, to be honest. Mm. Um, so if we not won the Prem, you'd think, oh, yeah, you know, ninth, tenth, that's successful for us, really. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes you need to, you need to sit back and think, well, considering... Comparing us to like you know the likes of United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, we're still a relatively small team. I, I'm not naive enough to think otherwise. You know what I mean? For me, Leicester, everything we are the biggest club. That's to me personally. But yeah. it's yeah. It, it, you are a thousand percent right there. Uh, expectations yeah. have risen, and I see that with me all the time. In the, yeah, you know, I I can sit there before the game and look at it. Without my blue, you know, blue tinted spectacles on, and I can look at it half an hour, an hour after the game, and think, yeah, okay, this happened, that happened. But for those ninety minutes, 
put us out against a Fulham, a you know, one of those teams, a West Brom, and I expect us to go and whip their arse to plug, you know, put yeah. it bluntly. And I think that, like you say, that is because of the reputation that you know, or, or the expectation—not reputation, or the expectation—that comes with what we what we've achieved. Yeah, definitely. I think like last season when we just missed out on Champions League, I were gutted. But yeah. and I thought like, God, this time like eleven years ago, we're in League One, travelling yes. to like Cheltenham and things like that. Do you know what I mean? You think, God, how far we've come to be disappointed to not finish in the top four in the best league in the world. You know? Can you can you remember the feeling when we went down to awful. League One? Yeah, terrible. I, he... I were in. Um, I, I were with my mates watching it. Uh, O'Neill's in Leicester. He went stoked. Yeah. And I remember that game, we absolutely battered them as well. Like, we're all over them, we just couldn't score and then went down. And I just thought, well, it's one of them where, like, you know, Leeds have got relegated before Forest, Forest have gone down to League One. And obviously, it was vital that you come up first time before you know it. If you don't come up straight away, it's a league where you could be stuck down there for a while. So. But I was just thinking, compare that feeling. Yeah. We sat there, last game of the season, we've just been relegated to the third tier. The th- and bigger teams than us have done that, as you've just mentioned yeah, yeah. a few there. And then compare it to be sat there on the last day of the season and oh dear, we've we've only finished yeah. fifth in the Premier League. Yeah, it's perspective, yeah, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, uh, it it, it, it yeah. definitely puts things into concept. Yes. And at the end of the day, we still got European football out of it. So exactly, yeah, yeah. And I think in a way, um, we've we've been both when we were in. The, well, we'll come on to Europe afterwards, and we'll we'll bring into that, but. Um, Let's just see if we can get a, a little bit, bit festive here. There we go. There Let's get a bit festive. Better, yeah, a bit, a bit of a bit of festivity there. Now, um, I think Brendan therefore does get a tick from us both there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Now the league. Let's have a look what we think of the league so far this season. I mean, again, you know, fourteen <coughs> games is a third of the way in. If you, almost, mm-hmm. it, it's well, it is a third of the way in. Second. We've only us and Liverpool. We've won more games than any other team in that division. So we've won more games than the likes of Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Everton, who spent a lot of money. We haven't drawn games, I grant you. But again, it's a good season so far, isn't it? Despite you know the if if we played, let me put this to you, to you, Josh. Let me put this to you as a question. If we played and got the results we had expected, so if we'd beaten, as we would expect to, Fulham, Aston Villa, West Ham, West and no Ham. disrespect to them, but we would have, on paper you would think we would, but by the same token, lost to Man City, lost yeah. to Arsenal, we'd, we'd still be you know, in, in the same position, just a bit of a topsy-turvy season. Definitely, mate. I think this season you're going to see a lot of shots. And as we've seen already, you know, I think... Um, I mean, at the time when we lost to West Ham, I think a lot of people were surprised. But I weren't really that shocked because even before they played us, they weren't, they weren't playing bad. And they were lucky. I think the week before, they were lucky to lose against Arsenal. So, it, it's, um, it's, a strange, it's a strange season, mate. And it's a strange league this year. I mean, you've got to look at Arsenal, whereabouts they are in the league. Um, for me, at the start of the season... I said success. A successful season for me would have been top eight, good European run in the Europa League, and maybe a decent FA Cup run. Purely for the fact that I knew, I thought we'd really struggle start the season with the amount of players we had injured, and I didn't really think we'd get going until they were back. Um, so yeah, we 
going far, way, way, way beyond what yeah. I thought, where I thought we'd be anyway. I don't know who it is because you've not clicked on the link, but Facebook user, yeah, I agree. Brilliant season so far. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, you've got to take the fact that, you know, God, how did we lose to Fulham? But then, God, how did we beat Man City 5-2? Yeah. We didn't, you know, that that's the thing. Uh, good morning to you. No, good afternoon to you now, Phil, in this car. Um yeah, I'm yeah, sorry to explain that one to me, Phil. I'm not sure if I missed something there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that, Josh? I don't know. Uh, but uh, Andy Medhurst here. If we come fifth again, are we going to are to rue losing to teams we should have beaten? Of course we are. I think yeah. that goes without saying. Um, I'll come on to hopes for the season at the end, but I think, you know, um, if we finish, if we can maintain what we've got, that's the important thing this season. Because building on it is, is hard because of the type of season we're having. Um, oh, and uh, Kurt Kelby has saying uh, those sort of losses can be, but at least somewhat down to many of our key defensive players being out. i tell you something, yeah, yeah. Josh. Don't know if you agree with me on this one. When we've got everybody back and it's a full squad, we better start bloody winning because I think we're putting that much pressure on them. Yeah. <laughs> so when everybody's fit and we've got the first 11 out, we should be smacking everybody. I, I, do, I, do, I agree with that comment, definitely, what, um, what is put. However, I think it's, we've got to give a massive shout-out to the players that have come in, and especially in defence, and done, mm. done a job, even indeed he's slotting in at centre-back. Boots playing more football than we ever thought he would again, to be honest with you. So it swings around about that, really. I know like, we've, we've made mistakes in, in, like, say, games against the likes of Fulham and West Ham and whatever. But then if you look at the performances against Arsenal, Man City, Leeds, which is an odd place to go and get a result. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's right. But I think definitely certain players definitely need a, a massive shout out for how well we've done it. Yeah. And Phil, so ignore that first comment. In this uh, in this crazy season, he typed oh, car. Right. I think he typed car and must have pressed send. I'm going to say, be careful, Phil, because if you're driving, don't blame us if you get pulled over. The cops yeah, are right. out at the moment anyway. All, all over the place, Christmas Eve, eh? Uh, definitely, and especially this, you, you're nipping to see see uh, um, your family and they're pulling you over, so be careful yeah. if you're in your car. Uh, first comment was a typo. I think Phil Sykes is probably pissed, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's not going to admit it. Okay, so um, let's have a look at... Uh, so we're happy with the league. We, we can't, you know, Definitely. second. I mean, I suppose you could without, always say yeah. wish we were first, but, you know. Without doubt, mate, spot on for me, perfect. I think if you just said, 14 games in, and we knew the injuries we all had, hey, do you know what? You'd still be, you'd be sat second at Christmas. Yeah, I, think I, I don't have... think any, no, nobody believed you. No, no. They'd have, they'd have called the men in white coats, wouldn't they, to come yeah. and take us away, you know. Um, Sam Allardyce would have come and knocked on your door. <laughs> it was that it, unbelievable. Exactly. Right. Um, so, yet again, that gets a ticket <laughs> from us. Uh, Europe. Let's move on to Europe, guys. Um mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so we lost one. Um, again, I think if you think, you know, if you'd have said that before we kicked off, six games, five wins, one loss, qualified top of the league, um, would you not have bit my hand off? 
Definitely, mate. I think even when them groups were drawn out, people were saying, well, you know, it's quite an easy draw for us. But Braga are a decent team, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's sort of... It, We've only got certain players still in the squad that I've played Champions League football before. Obviously, I know Europa League is, is different, but it's not it's still European football. It's totally different, totally different styles we're going to be coming up against. So, good, good, so certainly good campaign at the minute, mate, so far. Uh, again, you'd like to say you finished top, you seeded for the next round. Um, couldn't have gone any better, really, apart from the loss. But again, yeah. it's one of them where, in the form we were in at the time, which it weren't. I great, mean, but, I mean, we, we, we got a good draw, um, I, you know, I'm not going to deny that, it was a really, really good draw, as was if we look back at the Champions League, mm. we avoided some big names, we avoided some potential banana skins, but hey, we just, um, we can only play who, who we're drawn against, and, yeah. um, you know, we, I think, for me, I... This year, and I asked this question way, way back at the start when when the draw was being made, that I am happier this season, and I think it's backed me up with the fact that COVID's still going on, etc., etc., and the injuries, to be in the Europa League this season, than probably going to the Champions League, get a tough draw, struggle in games. I'm not yeah. saying we would have got a tough draw, but we probably wouldn't have got a nice draw like we did. Because we got a pretty easy draw last time in the Champions League. Yeah. And not do well. And, and been, you know, do a Celtic, if you like. I'd sooner be doing what we're doing in the Europa League and maybe Champions League next year or the year after. Definitely, mate. I think, you know what, I think even if we miss out on Champions League at the minute, but we get in Europa again next season, it's another good thing for me because, again, it's, it's more European experience for the players that we've got. And um, I think definitely showing, the showing so far that they're taking to it. We've had some really good results. Um, like I say, finished top of the league. So you couldn't have really asked for any more. It's been, it's been a massive success so, so far. But I'm with you on that. I would say that maybe it's a bit of a blessing that we didn't get Champions League. We are in Europa now for this season. And then hopefully you build on that. So, Right. Yeah. Um, a couple of comments here. Again, Facebook user. Um, top in Europe and second in league at Christmas with players back we're only going to get better uh, Phil uh, promises in me he's not pissed that he's in California and he's just uh. waking up well I'm sorry and you expect sympathy mate you know <laughs> in California yeah. we, I've got a bit of sun I've actually had to close my blinds because the sun is um, hitting the window opposite and coming back in but I've also got about a couple of a couple of centimeters of water gathered outside my door because it's been pissing down so much for me. So, hey Phil, enjoy it, mate. Be good, but you ain't getting any sympathy off us, you know. Uh, Andy says here, uh, hopefully the new training ground pushes us to the mm. next level. I think it will, and I think it'll also it'll attract the next level of player as well. Definitely, mate. Um, I mean, even when it, there were talks about um, building a new one, mm. and you've seen the plans and stuff, it's it's. It's one of the best around, and like you say, it's gonna it's gonna attract that next sort of level players that you are gonna need if you are to be consistent in champ in Euro European football. Really, do you know what I mean? Because you can imagine as a player turning up to facilities like that day in day out, it's a massive pull. So, I mean, I, I was I was saying to uh, the Man United guy last night when we did the uh, opposition view show. I mean, I'm old enough to remember. Um, 
Martin O'Neill saying that when he brought players to the old Filbert Street and we had the carling stand, he used to bring them out backwards so that they walked out and they could see the carling stand, <laughs> not the shed opposite. Um, but you know, if you if you are a player and you've been approached by Man City and you've been approached by Leicester, and yeah, okay, they could probably offer a, a, a lot more on the wage front, although we, we you know we we're, we're not poor on that side. But when you compare the facilities, and apart from the fact that they've got the name of who they are, and mm. you know we're still not in that category yet, when they look round, they're going they're going to be thinking, ah, this is a club that's going places." Definitely, mate. Yeah, definitely. And you know, like the facilities in the new ground are astonishing. You know, there's, there's like a nine-hole golf course, and you know, I think there's like hotels. We, we should have gone for Bale, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that'd be a bit of a pull for him, to be honest with you, wouldn't it? He'd uh, probably yeah. spend most time either on the injury table or about playing a few holes. But yeah, it's. I, I agree that that comment spot on, mate. It's 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 only gonna it's only gonna propel us to the next level, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say hello to Mahari <laughs> Muxporan. That, that, that's my sister-in-law. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. If it's your sister-in-law, I mean, come on. Is that is that a true name? Yeah, Scottish. It, yeah. Is, it is Scottish. Yeah, I yeah, thought... Yeah. Uh, well, you obviously yeah. not having much of a Scottish accent. I thought it might be... No, uh, no, not me. No, it's um, Mrs. Sister. They're, they're all from Edinburgh. Well, ne- never mind, never mind. We will forgive them that, you know. That we've all it's got a lovely part, I must say. Sorry? <laughs> it's a lovely part of where they live, it's lovely. <laughs> but in Scotland, they've got to watch Scottish football. You've got to feel sorry for them, you know. I must say, um, a, lot, a lot of them, they're all Hibs fans, so I've sort of adopted Hibs as one of my, uh, one of my second teams, so to speak, so... Well, we, we, we have obviously a link with him, with Bobby Smith. The, uh, yeah, probably, I don't know if you remember Bobby Smith, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah, uh, yeah, big, big for both, big for both. Um, Andy, yeah, sometimes um, players go to clubs for more trophies, of course they do, but then again, you've, you've got, you know, some players want to play football, you know. Yeah. Matthew, hello chaps, better like, yeah Matthew, where have you been? Is it? This is just not good enough, Matthew. I'm sorry, mate. Do this again, and I'll, I'll you know, I expect a full note off the missus saying why you're late. You know, <laughs> um, we've got one, um, Phil, again here. Will this be the window where we finally splash out on a striker next week, next Wednesday? Yeah, week today. I think it is on the thirtieth, which is um, what day is the thirtieth of December? That's next Wednesday, so a week yesterday. We're doing a, a transfer special when we're going to be able to look in who might be potentially going out and who might potentially be coming in. Um, but anyway, nice. Andy, your sister-in-law, Mari McSporran. And I was going to say, I love that name. I'm going to say hello to her every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mari McSporran. I love it. McSporin, I love it. Yeah. Welcome. Even as a Hibs fan, welcome along. And, and Matthew. So... Um, Again, I think Europe... Uh, we're, we're doing very well. We're agreeing on a lot. This yeah. is where it may start to get a little bit uh, different where we don't agree. But yeah. we'll, be, yeah. uh, we'll be right back after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Up the foxes! Indeed, thanks for that, Alan. Right, 
we're moving on now. So far this season, our best player. And I have a feeling who might get the votes from the uh, viewing public, as they say. But, um, Josh, letting you go, well, let you go first on everyone and then see what you say. Um, who are you going to go for as the best player of the season so far? Season so far, mate. I mean, because without saying Vardy's up there. Yeah, um, it's it's hard really because we've got we've had that many players injured, then come back. I'd say Vardy, Justin. I think Justin's had a very good season. He's carried on sort of where he really picked up from the end of last season. Um, I think I know indeed he's only just come back. I'm not saying he's been the best player of the season so far, but you can see how vital is to the way we play. Um, for me, mate, it's it's definitely Vardy. Right. It's got to be. I'm going to be quite controversial here. That's all purely, right. Purely because I can be, and I love being controversial, and I want to see everybody sort of light up disagreeing with me when I say this, because, yes, there are, there are the obvious ones. Vardy is, is always going to be there or thereabouts. I must admit, normally, if I looked at this season as a normal sort of season, um, I'd, have, I'd have had to say probably, you know, and the, the players that have played are still played, I'd have probably gone Justin. But for me, I've got to look at, I'm not going for Justin, because I've got to look at the players that have come in and done a job for us. Unsung, probably know that they're going to get dropped this week, next week, whenever sort of one of the more favoured first team choices comes back. I'm actually, I've got to be honest with you, and I'm waiting for it all to light up here. I'm actually, it was kind of almost through, but I'm going to go for Mendy. Because I, I, think... I, I yeah, I can see where you're coming from, definitely. I yeah. think, again, I mean, to be honest with you, I should have thought about him. And it, again, that's how, that's how it, it it goes to show my much of a bit of an hero is to be honest. He goes under the radar, exactly. and he does, yeah, yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from. Definitely, he has had a, he had a belting season so far. He has, and I think the fact that we um, we we needed we needed him. He was very close to leaving. He's he's had a torrid time with us. I mean, had mm-hmm. had he been, you know, the question of course is, had he been fit? and not have the injuries, would we then have still gone out and bought Indeedy? Because he was obviously going to be the new Canty. And then he got all these injuries, and it was all a case, oh, he's not as good as we thought he is. I think he's been bloody good, and I think he's he's coming in. And you've also got to look, for me, at their attitude and how they replace the player that they've come in to replace. So, if you like, for Inacho, how has he come in when he's coming in in place of Jamie Vardy? I think mm. we all know that. For me, Mendy is coming. Like you say, total unsung hero. He hasn't won man of the match, or uh, you know, but he's coming and he's done a very solid job for us. Under the fact that he knows that every time he puts on his boots, he's not just going to go out there and have a game of football. He's going to be out there and being compared. Oh, indeed, he wouldn't have done that. Indeed, he would have stopped mm-hmm. that. Indeed, he would have done this. So I've really, for me, I, I'm going to go sort of. For, for Mendy and nobody, nobody's come in and said I'm, I'm off me rocky yet which I'm surprised about you know um, Man for Farn like Phil's just said there for Farner Farner's done really well so far as well yeah I would have gone for Farner because I think that was again another shout but I'm saving him 
you will see why I'm saving yeah. him in a minute for, for another category. I think we probably both are going for this one. But uh, So you, you're going for Vardy, I've gone for Mendy. You've got a few that have agreed with you there with, with Vardy. Andy went James Justin. Yeah, I mean, like I say, he was probably second for me. Um, it was, like I say, you, 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 know, you know why I've gone for that. Um, like I said, it is, it, like, like I'm going to say, Phil said there, it is a tough call, you know. Yeah. Uh, Matthew there, Mendy, similar to Canty in that respect. Yeah, Canty, he didn't seem to get the praise at the time, got it afterwards, and we all know what, what he, he was literally, you know, I think I think it was Claudio who said sometimes he passed the ball to himself. It was that good, you know. But yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, let's have a look at the next um, um, uh, category, and we have gone for uh, best player. And I think we probably all know who this one's going to be because we didn't make that many. In fairness, we uh, we got a couple of uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I got a low move. Three new players in. Go, you say it, and then I'm probably going to agree with you afterwards. Got to be for Fauna, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, to, you know what, having said that, um, I think had Castagna not got injured when he did, yeah, I'd probably say Castagna over for Fauna. Having, like I say, having said that, though, with, with his injury that he picked up, it's unfortunate he's not obviously played as much as what he'd have wanted and we wanted to be in but again what you got to do is you look at him when he come back against Spurs and he just slotted straight back in but yeah for me mate Fafana's been he's been outstanding I know like I've read a lot of things about him I haven't really watched that much of him to be honest with you before he even came to us but no. I read a lot of things and they said you know he's definitely ready for the Prem he's young he's tall he's good in the air he's quick um, he, I think he's, he's he's sort of the player that strikes me as he'll I hate to say it but he'll, he'll stay with us for a couple of seasons, he'll be blinding, and then a, a bigger team will come in. They'll offer ridiculous money, which is, is fair enough. I mean, he's, if he's going to give us two or three seasons of top-class football and we are going to be regulars up there at the top of the, the top of the league, then fair enough. But thankfully, our recruitment's decent enough to find another player. But yeah, Farn has been outstanding, mate. Absolutely outstanding, is it a bad thing that we... We've got to accept, I mean, we, we touched on this earlier, that we, you know, we are Leicester, we're not Man United, we're not Liverpool. They are, whatever we say, and wherever they finish in the league, you know, if Arsenal finish 15th, 16th, they are still Arsenal. They have yeah. got the history, they have got the reputation. And they will be seen as long-term, possibly, and we've, we've got to grow into this, yeah. long-term they will be seen as probably the better chance to win trophies. You know, not everybody, I mean, Jamie Vardy made a decision not to move to a bigger club and be the bigger player in a smaller pond. And I think that that was all credit to him. I think a lot of players mm. should do that because he probably knew he wouldn't do as well at Arsenal with the way they played and he might just be a squad player. But as things stand at the moment, like I say, we're not, you know, players are going to move up, you know. Let's face it, Man United lost Ronaldo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all it a happens. pecking order. Yeah, yeah, Real Madrid and Barcelona are seen as bigger clubs probably than Man United, Man City. You know, Man City, yeah. as much as they've done recently, they're only just starting to win things. But if we can get these players in for yeah. 18, 20 million, a la, let's, let's be honest, let's look at Harry Maguire. Yeah. You know, and then sell and them then for sell 80 them off million. Ridiculous money. Yeah. 
Because we don't yeah. have to, you know, if they come in with 25, 30 million, we can tell them where to go and what to do. But if they're coming in at 80-odd million, it, it's I good think, for the club. Yeah, I think there's only certain players for me, mate. I don't really get attached to that many players. I think, like I say, Vardy's he's come in and the way he's stayed loyal to us. Like you said, he could, could have gone to Arsenal. I think the day Vardy, I can't ever see him really leaving for another team now. I can see him retiring at us and coming on to and he's, oh, he's already got that legend status. I don't really get attached to players. It's At the end of the day, I think a lot of football fans, they do realise, and some of them need to realise that it's a job It's a job to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they got offered more money elsewhere, they're going to take it. So I don't really, don't really bother me. They have no... you know. You, again, we have to take our blue-tinted spectacles off and say... Yeah. They are not Leicester fans. If Rodgers goes to Arsenal or wherever, and that's why, in a way, two man. I mean, when when Martin O'Neill left to go to Celtic, that was his club. Yeah. When Brian Little went to Villa, that was his club. I kind <coughs> of agree. Yeah, I can kind of understand those things. They say it is just the job to them. Andy Medhurst yeah. makes a very good point here. Uh, for Fauna with the dark hair, not for Fauna with the blonde Definitely. hair. Yeah. Maybe. Do you reckon we could put it in the contract, Josh? Yeah, definitely not to dye his hair blonde again. Yes. If he wants more money, don't bleach your hair. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can come and play for the club, but you, you come as you are. You don't start yeah, doing that. <laughs> so, we are agreed with Fafana on that one. Um as Matthew said there, uh, but it'll be for, yeah, brilliant as a business model. Um, we are no longer a selling club. I don't know if anybody's actually read it. Um, Barry Pierpoint, and I know he is um, a bit of a Marmite figure with Leicester fans, but we had him on the show because he's got his book out about, he was, you know, Leicester City's first chief executive. And I'm mm-hmm. just into the second chapter of it. And it, for me, I remember so much of it because I'm of a certain age. But yes, the fact that he said the business model for Leicester then was bring a player through, sell him on. That was how, in the 90s, pre-Brian Little that, and, the, and the 80s, that's how, that club, that's how our club survived. Definitely. I, I agree with him. I don't, like, I don't look at this as a selling club because we don't have to sell. Luckily, I mean, we've got the owners that we've got. And financially, I know COVID ain't been brilliant to everybody. With me, it, look, it looks like we had to sell Chilwell to bring in other players this season, which a lot of other clubs have done. So I agree with that. I don't think we're a selling club. I think the players that have left so far over the last few seasons are players that have wanted to go and they didn't want to stay. Like Ala, Kante, Mares, Maguire, they wanted to go on to other things. So, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I was actually looking, uh, again, the joy of four o'clock in the morning, uh, not being able to sleep, going over all the different websites. And I was looking at, um, at, I think it was The Sun, actually. I'm just seeing if I can load it up here and see if I've got it here. It was actually showing how much we had spent, um, all the well, all the different clubs had spent in, in the last transfer window. And as it's all sod's law, I, I, I can't find it when I want to do it. But I think we, we, we did about 50 million. And the top club was something like 250 or 300 million pounds. Silly money. Definitely, mate. I think for the, for the players we bring in as well, I think that's why a lot of neutral fans look at us and think, blimey, I've got a, and exactly what like that comment said. We are a very good business model. Um, yeah. We bring in, like I said, we bring in the right players, recruitments been fantastic the players we've bought in and for what we've sold them on for it's you can only you can only but praise them really and 
um, like you say, you know, if we are, if we do sell, you know, these players on, it is making money for the club, which you know, no club now can just survive purely on attendance money. I mean, I know we can't; it's COVID at the moment. But you know, mm. if it was a normal season, you can't survive just on um, uh, on COVID money. Can yeah. on, on sorry, not on COVID money, on admission fees. You know. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, it's it, it, like like you say, it, it's a good job we have got the sort of structure in place that we have. To be honest with you, and like I said, we've had to we had to sell Chilwell too, bring in players. And to be honest, it's a totally different subject. But Chilwell's gone on to do art at Chelsea. I didn't begrudge him leaving, but again, like the players were brought in to replace him. You know, Castagna's come in and done fantastic, and obviously we had money to spend on Fafana as well. So again, it's good business. And just talking to business models, I have just sort of found this on the Sun. Uh, and it's the biggest net spend by Premier League clubs since 2011, so almost in the last decade. Um, mm. I'm just seeing if I can get it fully up. Man City are in a negative balance of minus £867 million. Pounds. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, just yeah, just sit and think, minus £867 million. Pounds. If that yeah, was a business... If that was a business, it, it'd be it'd be down the river, wouldn't it? Sorry, my daughter's Hello. just showing me that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark, Mark brought in. his son. Bring, bring, bring her on camera. Bring her on Black camera. Uh, sign her up. Could she play football? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. We, we need a, we need a, This is going to sound very sexist and it's not meant to be Here's at all. But we need a wedding. Hello. <laughs> Very nice. Obviously, obviously got a mother's looks, mate. Yeah, definitely. They both look like after the month, thankfully, looks-wise. If they look like me, God bless them. <laughs> right. So, uh, next one could be interesting here. Most improved player. Yeah. Um, again, I would have said, like I say, if I weren't for Olympic Vardy, I'd have picked Justin for player of the season so far. But for me, it's James Justin. Without yes. doubt, I think even the, the tail end of last season when we weren't doing very well for me, it was still a player that stood out and it was consistent with how we played. And so far this season, like I said to you with the um, Spurs pre-match the other day, he's a player that you just can't drop at the minute. Mm. He's, he's, he's fantastic. His defending's come a long way. Attacking-wise, he's always positive. He's, he's always looking to either overlap. And he's so far for me, mate, he's, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, someone here has gone Mendy and JJ for most improved and just, just quickly I was going to say Mendy but I think with how unfortunate he's been with injuries I've always think he's done a job for us always mm. that's why I couldn't really put him as improved because he's always been for me he's always been pretty solid every time he's played but I can see yes. why Mendy's been mentioned there definitely I mean I think it's hard with some of these players to say that they've improved when <laughs> We've got really got nothing to compare. <laughs> I mean, Mendy, he's improved over what? Because he, he, yeah. he's not been in the team for so long. I was yeah. looking at Luke Thomas, but he's come on, he's done well, but mm. we don't know what he was like before. <laughs> he may have been playing yeah. like that, you know, for the under 23. So I must admit, I, I have gone Justin because obviously he, he did play quite a bit last season uh, uh, for us. And he, he was, again, a bit like Fafana. 
a lot of these players, well, both of the players, weren't designed to come in and be first-teamers now. Yeah, I think, would you say Luke Thomas as well, I'd put him down as if there was a category, a surprise of the season, and yes. a surprise at the end of last season, because for how young he is, the level, the level of maturity he shows, and he is going to make mistakes, he's a young lad, but again, I think he's... He's another one that's going to come through in, in future. I mean, obviously now we're using him as a squad player, dropping him in Europa games and stuff, and it's only going to help his development maybe. But again, yeah, Luke Thomas to me, he's, he's surprised at the season for me, let's say, yeah. for how well he's actually doing. Had, had he played more in the past, I, could, I would have probably gone for him. But for me, like you said, yeah. I, think, I think James Justin, I think, like you say, it, it, it's going to be hard to drop him, you know. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, two, two comments here. I think I think everybody's agreeing with us here. Predictable, but JJ got to be JJ. Yes, mm -hmm. I think, um, like you say, and I'm just you know, when this happens, it it can make or break a player, and I think you can you know you can some players that have gone out there and not st stood up to the mark and really struggled. Fafana's come in a hell of a lot sooner than we, we planned. And you can look at Fafana and you can see why we as a club... I was trying to work out why we as a club were actually so determined to get him yeah. when there were others, Tchaikovsky, we were linked, let's face it, any defender, we were linked with them. And we were determined to get him. Obviously, we, <laughs> we can see why now. Definitely, mate. That, I mean, you like to say, the dilemma of signing it went on for ages, I think, at one point. Mm. He were sort of flirting with our the official Instagram account, liking photos very crypt cryptically, liking tweets. Mm. And then it sort of looked like it weren't going to happen. But again, it just shows how, how good we are recruitment-wise. Like you say, I'm sure if we were to get him in, and it's, it's paid dividends so far. So. I mean, do you you remember the recruitment we had when we had Pearson, Walsh and... and um... Yeah, yeah. I can remember it, but I can't remember the other guys. Shakespeare. When there were no three with only Steve Walsh as the, not the player. I mean, our recruitment was, like say, Canty, Mares. It was brilliant yeah. then. We seemed to, to have gone off that off the boil when we won the league and we were buying, dare I say, Crap. like to basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'll let you go with that. I couldn't have worded it any better. But we were. But now... We only bought, and you can look at that transfer in and go, yeah, we only actually bought three in. Oh, well, bought two, bought one in on loan. But it was quantity, not quality. Quality over quantity, yeah, definitely, mate. You know. Now, I don't know, I mean, in fairness, I'm, Matthew Bond, I have a mate at work who's a massive Luton fan and never used to shut up about JJ. I don't know if that's true, and I mean, part of the truth that you've actually got a mate there, Matthew, but um, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I had a few chats with some Luton people uh, out at the time, and they, they didn't want to let him go. They were, uh, they were saying, but he's ours now, and uh, we're going to hold on to him for a bit. Right, okay. let's have a look at the next category. And again, some of these are obvious. Best buy was always going to be for Fauna. I think I know... Who well you might surprise me. You might surprise me. Most disappointing player. <laughs> it's you know what, this is really hard for me to say because I like him and he divides opinion amongst a lot of Leicester fans. Brad's gonna love this, but I have to say Perez. However, uh, that's that's begrudgingly saying that because I do really like him and I think the things that go against him is the money we paid for him. 
and he gets played out of position quite a bit. Having said that, you know, you'd have thought when we got him, Brendan and that might have said to him, listen, we are going to look at playing you probably more out wide rather than central. I think when he plays centrally, I think we look really good. Um, but yeah, it has to be Perez, but I say that begrudging, which I do really like. I'm, I kind of get it, and I know it was going to be one or two. I didn't think it was going to be that one because... I like Perez, and I've yeah. tried to defend him, and there are games, I'm going to be honest with you, there are times I can't defend him when yeah. I've seen him out there. I, w I was reading an old um, an old news piece, um, and it, well, say it was a new news piece, but referring back to when we first bought him uh, from Newcastle. It was a surprise from Newcastle fans about how bad he's doing for us. Mm. And Rogers stated when he bought him that what he liked about Perez is he was the, he was in that position in, in the centre where he was for Newcastle. He was up the first line of defence. Definitely, said, I, I think. Yeah. I, I and Rogers right. said that's what he wanted. He wanted a player that would do that, and then he's never played him. Yeah, I, I think you're right as well, definitely. I think a lot of things that go under the radar for him is he has got good work rate. I know you want that from every every player that plays for your club, but he comes looking for the ball a lot. He, may, he And the thing is as well, when he does play sort of either behind Vardy or he's playing on the wing, he makes runs that allow Vardy space in behind. And he's, very, he's, he's a very clever player and I think his first touch is fantastic. But yeah, like I said, begrudgingly, I have to go for Perez. I'm, I'm going to show my age now. And um, take take us back to England team under Bobby Robson when um, the ex Fox Gary Lineker was playing, mm -hmm. and he played with a certain Peter Beardsley, who was also, if you like, he, he was a striker. But yeah. Lineker got all the goals because Beardsley had that role, if you like, that Perez sometimes plays. You know, I was watching one of the games and he didn't score the goal, but he, I think possibly Barnes score, but Perez did the run, yeah. took two defenders with him as across the box and left the gap behind, you know, for us to get the goal. So there is that side. If he's used correctly, like you say, yeah. we've got to use it correctly. I'm not looking at the comments at the moment, so we're going to come to the comments when we've uh, when we finish this section about, about the uh, most disappointing. I'm not going to agree with you on this one. Okay. And I think you probably have... Maybe a little inkling about who I may be going for here, but it has to be, and um, for me, Inacho. And I am worried, yeah. I am so worried that he's going to turn into a Damari Gray in the fact that he's come with great potential and he was, it, it's a problem that we got him from a Man City side. I, I'm 59, I'm fat, I'm out of condition. Put me up front in that Man City side at that time, and I'd have got you 10 goals. And he's a box player, a bit like... Yeah. A bit like Garolinica used to be. Garolinica got 99% of his goals inside the six-yard box. Went to Barcelona, Johan Cruyff, best player one of the best players in the world, manager of Barcelona, stuck, stuck him out on the wing. You know, you got to, you have got to play to the strengths. But when we bought him, I was like, my God, you know, the Man City, I used to work with a Man City fan. She was almost in tears that he was going. But I was kind of like, yeah, God, 
him and Vardy, they are going to rip defences apart. It hasn't worked. And he keeps, a bit like Gray, he keeps kind of showing a little bit of potential. And you give him a start, and he doesn't. And then a couple of games... And this season, he's done well for us in Europe. I think he's our joint top European goal scorer, mm-hmm. despite what I'm saying. But he just doesn't do it. Now, it's not the fact that he's a regular, because obviously, you know, he's not, he's not a regular starter, but he just doesn't do it when he comes on. I, I, I do agree with you, and I agree that maybe... From like say from Nacho, we do expect a lot more. I think he's very much a form player. When he's on form, I think he's really good. Like last season when he did come in and he scored, he scored a few games on the bounce. And he I was going to say he just just ball. let me just check my diary and see if I can find out when he was on form. <laughs> <laughs> you mean right? You look at last season like when he scored, he scored. You know, um, I'm like, being sarcastic. Like, yeah. goal against Everton. Um, I can see where you're coming from. Definitely, I think as as a squad player, I think he, he's he does an all right job. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. I don't think we don't really play the type of football at the minute. Under Rodgers, we're starting to sort of pass it round, obviously a lot more, working his way into the box, but. And you'd have thought he'd maybe he'd have picked up on that a bit more and he'd sort of get himself into the position where he's going to be there for him tapping. But I agree and I, dis- I, I agree and I disagree. Again, he's another one. I like, I like Nacho, but I can see where you're coming from, where we do it. We do expect more from him and I can see why you think he's a bit disappointed. It, it's football and football is about opinions and it's, exactly, um, yeah, we, we all have different ones. I, I just think... And I feel sorry with everybody saying, oh, come January, we need to buy a striker, we need to buy a striker. What striker of any salt is going to come in knowing that he's going to be second fiddle to Jamie Vardy? It's and hard, mate. We're, yeah, we're in, a, we're in our position with it. Like I said, after the Everton game, the ideally we need a striker that's big, tall, a lump in the box, and he's going to be there for when we are chasing games just to literally win everything in the air, in the box, yeah. cause some trouble. Who, who that is, you don't know. It could be anybody. We should never have let you Joe go, in my opinion. Yeah, I think even now he'd have done a decent job. Caused a bit yeah. of havoc in the box because yeah. nobody really knew how to defend against him, did he? So, you, I you agree. Knew, you knew if Joe came on, and he did regularly, but you know there was a goal in him. Yeah. And, you know, I look and I look at the fact that Damari Gray's had three or four managers, Inacho's had three managers... And if if it's not you know if they can't get something out of it, they can't get a tune out of that fiddle. Yeah. You've got to look that it's not the the player that's it's not the sort of the the fiddle player that is the problem. It, it is the fiddle. Um, so we we disagree on that one. But let's have a look at what people are saying here. Um, so Facebook user one to me with Nacho, uh, Andy Medhurst. Um, Nacho. Nacho, yeah, there we Nacho. go. Nacho. <laughs> uh, Bond. Nacho has more chances than I had on hot dinners. Um, Nacho Sounds for like me. Sounds like quite harsh on Perez here, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, we've got the Perez fan club in. Um, going to be worse. Uh, look at Nacho's record, who he scores against weak teams. Mm, I just, I'm just... Trying to remember when he scored, to be honest with you. Yeah, good point here, Andy. Very good point. I agree with you. We should have kept Kramerich. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And I tell you something, I remember 
I had a season ticket um, when we did the Great Escape. And yep. the problem yep. when we were going week in, week out, we were just not scoring goals. Cranwich came on. OK, he didn't get many goals, but at least he was shooting. Mm. And if you don't shoot, you ain't going to score. I don't care whether you're Alan Shearer, Gary Lineker, whoever you are. Jamie Vardy, if you don't shoot, you're not going to score. And at least he was shooting. Like I say, unfortunately, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But um, He's the one that got away, really, weren't he? He was, he was, you know. But you look hey, to now Hoffenheim and he's scoring week in, week out. But again, that's the German league and that's the team that he plays in. Who yeah. knows, had he stayed... We've had a couple of different managers. Who knows what what would have happened? But uh, mm-hmm. but I think I think I win that one there with Nacho. Definitely, yeah. I'll ask you that one, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I just feel like I say that if we're going to get rid of one, I would like to keep Perez because I just think as an all round player, he does offer that little bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can see where you go. He's, he's versatile, really, as well, isn't he? So, yeah, I think I think I might like. So I think I've been a bit harsh on Perez there. <laughs> Brad, will, Brad will agree with me, though. I think <laughs> not wanting to kick a man while he's down. I'll, we'll move on quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, let's go with. Uh, let's try and be a little bit cheerful now and go for the best game of the season so far. Um, See if we agree on this one. I'm going to go for either Man City or the Spurs game from Sunday. Yeah. Personally, I think I think against Man City. I mean, when we look starting line starting the game, I mean, I think Tom Bloody yeah, we could be in for a fashion here. But I think tactically yeah. we were fantastic. But against Spurs on Sunday in a game where I said to you, I think we're going to struggle. I think we both said we'd have took a draw. Tactically and defensively, we pressed when we should. It was calculated risk, and we were absolutely outstanding on Sunday. We, we, I'd say after ten minutes. I think I sort of came to the conclusion happily that I, I knew we weren't going to lose. Yeah, yeah. For for me, I know the Man City was Man City. I know it was five goals. I know it was away from home. I look at the game and think, okay, we it, there were penalties mm. that we, you know, we we got. Was it three penalties? I think in that game, yeah. didn't we? Take those three penalties out. And I know we won the penalties, and I know we got the goals, and therefore we won the game, but. Some you know the way things are with penalties, they can be given and they can just as easily not be given. I mean, you know, you look at that. You look at the Spurs penalty; it hadn't been given. Mm. It was only because of VAR for once working in our favour. So I kind of sometimes look at games where like that we win a lot of penalties, thinking without that, was it a good performance? You know, and we know. Let's be honest with you, Jamie Vardy. He he looks for penalties as much as wins them. Very crafty, yeah. <laughs> you know. But hey, I'm I'm not, not complaining, don't get me wrong. The Spurs game for me came very, very close because I think the whole the whole performance, like you said, it was almost like watching Brazil. This yeah, was a team that, that a couple of weeks ago were top of the league and I would have like you said, I would have taken the draw and a bit bitten your hand off, you know. Both hands off to be honest with you. But for me, I've not gone for either of those games, as you can probably tell from the build-up. I've actually gone for the 4-0 win against Braga in the Europa League. Mm. And for me, with that one, because I think 
that put down a marker. Yeah. You know, I think Leicester... I can remember when Leicester got into the Champions League, there was some question mark whether we were going to be into the ICC Cup. Yeah. They didn't want to... In fact, the guy that runs it, the American businessman, didn't want to invite us in because he'd as soon have had the team that finished fourth or fifth and was a bigger name than us. Um, but we did, we ended up in it. Completely fucked our pre-season up, mine. But yeah, um, yeah. it, we were looked at at that point, like, that is still our little Leicester. And I think, you know, even though it's the Europa League, and we have been in Europe quite a bit, like under O'Neill in, in, the, in the predecessor to the Europa League, I just think, to me, it, it put down a marker. It said to Europe, hang on, we're here. You know, we are, we're taking this seriously. You know, I know Braga, you know, Braga were the, the better team, the more experienced in that league. They were, they were higher ranked than us. They were higher seeded than us. And to do that performance again, it wasn't just a 1-0. It wasn't a, you know, an away draw. It was a 4-0 win to me. And again, even to the Premier League clubs, they say, hey, look at what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like so. See, I think like when the when the group was drawn, I did say earlier about Braga they were one of the they were one of the better teams. So yeah, I can see why you picked that to be honest, because again, it's another game where we look completely dominant, don't we? So yes, right. So let's have a look at what. Oh, not many people agreeing with us here. Um, so Andy Medhurst, despite everything I said, I liked you before, Andy. You agreed with me. You're not agreeing with me now, I don't like you. You've gone for Man City. Um Man Facebook City. user Man City. I can see why the I can see why. Yeah. I can yeah. see why. Uh Arsenal, I've got to be honest with you, Matthew, disappointed with that choice because obviously I looked at that being one of the games, you know, Man City, um, Spurs, Arsenal, the big you know, the big three clubs we've won. To me, the performance was was dire. It wasn't. It wasn't great. I think if mm. I remember right, we could have been about three or four down by half time. We I could have picked it because we won. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I agree with you on that one, mate. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. It just like it was just boring. You yeah. Know? I, could, I I I almost went, and this is the problem with being at home. The game's always harder to watch at home, and there's more distractions. And and yeah, I just it, it just strangely bored the socks off me. Um, Kurt there saying same for me Man City or Spurs I can say I can totally see why people are going for these games uh, Andy Leeds, Medhurst yeah. Leeds yeah again that's a good shout actually it's a very good shout uh, Tottenham on Sunday Tottenham love beating Sunday. the Spuds yeah agreeing with you there Nobody's agreed with me yet. You're winning this one here, uh, Josh. You know Kurt what I think Mans- it is, though? I think a lot of the Europa League games sort of go under the radar a little bit. Yes, yes. I think, let's be honest with you, the big, it's a, in the big scheme of things, you know, beating Spurs, beating Man City, beating Arsenal, beating Braga, in a way, it's down yeah, there yeah. on the thing, but... Um, Man, so Man City was a weird one, but Spurs we just dominated uh, when both going at them and then getting the break on the counter. Um, yeah. Madison's goal was never offside, uh, as I well, said. It was. It, it. I think. I think. I think. Uh, Madison himself said about shaving his armpit hair. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's. I think the thing is just just going off that quickly. I think um, it's like VAR are looking for excuses to not give goals. Like, yeah. what advantage did he have? He had nothing, no. did he? Really? But yeah, I agree with that. I think it 
it's got to be. I mean, I know you can't do it mid-season because it negates the the decisions that have already gone. But it's got to be looked at. Is it is it the foot? That's mm. you know, or the head. It's got to be those two are what you're most likely going to score with. You know, it's, I, it I, swings I, around. It swings and roundabouts for me, mate. To be honest with you, I know we got we got away with one against Spurs last season when Son was literally offside by like a toenail or something. So you got to take the rough with the smooth with it. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree. That needs to be looked at, definitely. Yeah. I think Alfie's going about the Arsenal game there. Welcome, Alfie. Uh, not seen you before, so welcome along. Nice to have you with us. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, it's it's very briefly to touch on VAR. Because that could take us... Yeah, you could talk about it forever, couldn't you? He could do. I mean, we moaned about the referees. We're now moaning about VAR. I don't know what's going to happen. My worry is that if you're a player in the French Women's League, are you going to have to start shaving your legs? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's, that's just me never being able to go to France again now. But <laughs> um, With offside, it's always been any part of the body that you can play the ball with. Yes, it has, but we, we're getting... We're just getting silly. But anyway, we are going off off the point here. I'm going to end with this one. Of all our wins this season have been quality, not because we won, but the way we played and we seem to have wanted to play. You see, again, I wouldn't say the Arsenal win was quality, I'm afraid. I'd have to disagree with you. Mm. I think just going off that comment quickly, I think he's right. I think the games where we've lost, you'd expect us to get a result. West Ham, Fulham... Um, Everton to a certain extent I guess looking at the way they set up and it's a game where you look back and you think blimey we could have really got something but I think again it's because we we've had some good results against Everton and Everton Arsenal Man City so, um, we maybe look at them sort of games where not we haven't got to turn up but they're going to be winnable anyway and it's got against us really I look, sounds like your daughter's going to look impatient to have you back with the dad uh, <laughs> yeah. on Christmas Eve. So we'll try and, we'll, let, well, let's quickly be, we've only got a couple to go now. Let's briefly look, and we won't dwell on this because of uh, what it is, but the worst game of the season. Um, West Ham wasn't great. Aston Villa weren't great. Mm. Um, I'm going to say Fulham, though. Yeah. Overall, I think with how poor they've been, so say you say they've been poor this season. To be honest with you, I don't think they haven't played that bad. I know obviously they are where they are, but if we if we want to be where we want to be within, like say top six, it's games like that where, and like the comments said earlier from the chap earlier, who said you know it's games like that where you could look back on them at the end of the season and think God they would drop points there. So it's frustrating more than anything. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'd say the Fulham game for me. I think I think as as a performance, and um, because not only did we lose to them, and I'm going to, I'm going for the same match. I'm, I'm I'm going for the same match, the Fulham game. You know, bottom of the league, we should have won that. I don't care what you say. You know, yes, you have an off day. Maybe we did, but it was the fact that we just didn't we didn't turn up. So we not only did you know, if if it had been a a really good game and we'd lost three two or something and gone down mm. fighting. We didn't go down fighting. We went down with a leak in the bottom of the boat, you know. Yeah, all poor. Yeah. Uh, and um, Andy says Fulham. Matthew says Fulham, probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, was that a Carlsberg game there, Matthew? And Facebook user, I agree with Fulham being the worst. 
To an extent, you could throw Liverpool in the mix. I think Liverpool could have had more against us. I just think, yeah. I just think the fact that you know we lost to Liverpool. It's Liverpool at the moment. We lost to Fulham. We shouldn't have done. I'm sorry. I don't care what you say. Right, well, let us end, because like I say, I can hear your daughters uh, say, oh, I want to get <laughs> that back on Christmas Eve. We've, we, we've kept, and do apologise to, to them for keeping, keeping me. So right, I'm going to I'm gonna sit on the naughty step, tell them for the rest of the afternoon. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I know the beer's underneath the steps, that's why. <laughs> but, uh, let, let, let us finish, let us finish with, um, and I've, I've lost it here, but um, hopes for the season. Like I said earlier, mate, I think at the start of the season, I'd have said anywhere in the top eight, a decent Europa run and a nice FA Cup run. The League Cup, I were never really that fussed about. I know that in hindsight, in hindsight, it sounds like I'm being a bit a bit sour about it. But when we got drew against Arsenal, when we got drew against Arsenal, I thought, oh, to be fair, it's a game there. I I want us to win every game, Chris, but it was a game where at the end of it, I was like, well, it is what it is. You know. I agree 100%. I mean, I, I looked at that and I was actually... Quite chuffed that we've got Arsenal because yeah. um, if we go out, well, if, if we did go out, well, I looked at that and thought, right, if we go out against Arsenal, it's Arsenal. Yeah, it's exactly. Not like, no it's change, not like yeah. we've drawn Rochdale and we go yeah. out. And I'm like you, I want us to win every game, but we had got the Europa League, you know. Yeah, and, exactly. And I'm thinking when the FA Cup comes round, that's the one I really want to win at some point yeah. before I, I pass this mortal coil on. <laughs> I, I we we've got the players back, you know that you know the FA yeah. Cup starts in January. We've got a lot of the injuries would would be back then as as they are doing. Um, I mean, I agree with you totally. I mean, I I've I've I wrote down top four, but I'm actually right. going to I'm actually only because that would be a little improvement on the fact that we were fifth this season. Yeah. Um, it's such a hard season to say because everything is just up in the air. But I think if you gave me top six now, yeah, I would yeah. be happy. Because yeah, I think, definitely. I think we've got to accept. And I always think I always look at Everton in the past, and Everton always used to have one good season, one bad season, one good season when they're up there challenging for Europe. The next season, they're mid to bottom half of the table. I don't want that. I want us to sort of be consistent. And if we finish sixth this season with all the injuries we've had, all the COVID situation, etc., and we and the get the extra games on top, if we can finish in the top six, yeah, I want. I'd love European football. So yeah, but I I've written top four down, but I would love top five and and, and guaranteed European football. I definitely, mate. I think, like I said, I know I said top eight, but after the start we've had, having said that, it's really tight at the top. I think if we lose on Boxing Day and teams go against us, we could drop down to about sixth or seventh anyway. So I don't really think you're gonna you're gonna see how the table is actually gonna sit till after. 25, 26 games, I think it's still going to be very, very tight. I think other teams are going to be up there. I think they're going to have good seasons like the last Southampton. I think Villa will... I'm not, I don't think teams like Villa will push top six, but I think they'll definitely be in the equation anyway. I think it's a, it's a, it's a season for any team to be able to, to, put, put, to put a decent run together and, and finish decent. But yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think 
I'd say top, yeah, now top six, top six would be nice. I'd still be happy anywhere in the top eight, a decent Europa League run. And like you said, I think we've got the squad now to be able to rotate, um, good strength in depth and have a decent FA Cup run as well. Yeah, I, I was looking at thinking like, hmm, when we had O'Neill, which to my mind was sort of the last time we had sustained success, you know, yeah. and we had the success of the Premier League, but it was very much a one-off, you know, we, yeah. we didn't follow that up. Um, we, were, we were pleased with ninth or 10th, and I can't believe that I was sat there thinking, you know what, if we finish ninth or 10th, I'd actually be disappointed. <laughs> I think, yeah, it, like no, you said earlier, yeah, it, shows how we've come on as a club. You ex- know. Exactly, mate, exactly. Yeah. And I think for Europa League, for me, there's nothing to say we can't get through to the quarters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in, we're in the round of 32. That goes down to 16. That goes, so we are two games off the quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, with three games off the semis. If the draw goes right for us, it could be us, Man United, in the final. You never know. <laughs> and we could, win, we could qualify for the Champions League that way. Do you know what? It isn't out the realms of possibility. So I, I've got down here, I'm going, to, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Top four or five, I'd be happy with. And then at least the quarters, I think, in the, um, in the, uh, in the Europa, Europa League. Uh, somebody's put here, we finish top four. Um, else, semi-finals of the Europa and top six. Um, winning the Europa League and finish top four for Andy. Um, and top six FA Cup final or Europa League final. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. And top six and European Cup. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know why I say I'd take it. I'd be absolutely delighted. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, like, I'd be absolutely beside myself. So <laughs> we will. I mean, okay. I will leave very much quickly. I am conscious of keeping you now. Very, very quickly. Yep. Would you? Yes, we want to win. We've both said we want to win every game. And let's see what people say on this. But would you sacrifice the FA Cup for the European Cup? We've never won the FA Cup with the ones that have lost it more than any other club. I'd say yes, purely for the fact that it's harder to win a European Cup than it is an FA Cup. Yes. Because for the European Cup, you've got to... Win enough, you've got to finish in a you got to finish position to justify being in there, and then obviously you've got to go on from there and do well in the competition. So with the FA Cup, obviously, it's you could turn up, have a decent campaign in there and win it. So I would, yeah, yeah. We're in the FA Cup anyway, whatever happens. Exactly. You know, yes, yeah. You you got to qualify. I'd love us to, like I say, I'd, I want to see the as we try and leave, lift the FA Cup before I I, I I leave this planet. But yeah, the European Cup, it's yeah for me for me it's that. Look, Josh, thank you so much. Please thank your good lady wife and your no good worries, How many daughters, children have you got? Two, two little girls. One, two. Uh, one, one's eight. One's two. Oh my, bless them, yeah, bless them. I, I've, I've got two girls, and there's something about girls being a dad, isn't there, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've got two boys as well, so that kind of negates it. And, <laughs> and, and they're all sort of in the 20s and away from home at uni and everything now, so, yeah. You go and have some lovely time with them, mate, you deserve it. Thanks so much for coming on today. No worries, mate, any time, pal. And we shall see you on... Uh, 
Boxing Day. Boxing Day, mate. Yeah, for United game. Looking forward yeah. to it, bud. Yeah, and that will be... Um, I'm just trying to see... I can't remember what time we kick off on Boxing Day. 12.30. I think, I think it's the early one. Yeah, I think it's half 12, isn't it? Yeah. So, 12 o'clock. Don't let the wife make the dinner around that time. No, I'll be around, <laughs> mate. Don't worry. Really, mate. You have a great Christmas with your lovely children and your beautiful wife. And uh, I'll see you on Boxing Day. And you, Chris. Cheers, mate. Have a good one, pal. All right. Take care, mate. Stay safe. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks to Josh there. Uh, He's off to um, spend some uh, well-deserved time with his family at Christmas. Uh, And thanks to all you guys for joining us. Um, It's been absolutely brilliant. I enjoy doing these specials because... It's off the off the cuff. We don't know where it's going to go with it. You know, you know when you're looking at a match that we've just lost or looking forward to a match that we may win. We know where that's going to go. I, I do love doing these specials. Great comments. You've joined in a lot today, lads. Thank you so, so much. Uh, don't forget, we are on everything you want us to be on. Leicester Till I Die. If it's Twitter, Periscope, it's at Leicester TID. Um, we are on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And Less Little I Die on Spotify, Apple, iTunes and Google and all your favourite podcasts. We are going to be back in Boxing Day in two days' time. Uh, I'm just going to leave you with this message before we actually go all together. Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. (laughs) which leaves it wide open and uh, be careful when you get to stuff the turkey have a great Christmas as much as you can Uh, stay safe Um, be careful Um, thank you Facebook user don't know who you are but you have a lovely one as well Um, Andy Medhurst Merry Christmas and to you Andy Matthew uh, Happy Christmas uh, back to you I sent you a message man uh, Mandy I sent you a message Matthew Honestly, that was Coke and just Coke, by the way. Um, Matthew, I sent you a message on Facebook about a possible coming on one of the shows. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. But yeah, have a good one, guys. I will see you on the other side. I'll see you Boxing Day, uh, 12 o'clock, with uh, Josh again as we look forward to the... The team will have just been announced. We'll look forward to the game. And I will join after the game. About 40 minutes after the game, we'll be joining with uh, Brad for the post-match show. Guys, have a really, really, really wonderful Christmas, as best as you can. It's difficult times. Do what you can. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe more than anything. I'll see you on Boxing Day. Happy Christmas. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Shut up and sit down.
for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.